0: Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And this week's episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. And they let you know how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week's jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports and is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Busy. Yeah, yeah. Just coming off reading week. So, and I was not nearly as productive
1: as I should have been so i'm i'm I'm, I'm the opposite i'm i'm going into my reading week which is actually just spring break uh, you know but i don't have any work this week and i'm like literally have been like like today i was just like i i was waiting on other people to work on a group project and i was like you want to know what screw it i'll just you know i'll do it on my own like like i'm i was so bored i started doing more schoolwork yeah, I don't know if I've ever gotten quite to that level of boredom. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I gotta so. be pretty desperate for that, but no, this week's busy. A lot of papers. I'm working on one right now. It's the the topic is NHL expansion. So the history of. You Are know, you're expansion. gonna submit
1: submit that one podcast episode we had.
0: Yeah, I might do that, or, <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad. It's a fun topic, right? But taking a while, so. Didn't have time for dinner tonight, so I'm eating a quesadilla as I do this podcast, too. A quesadilla, all right. A quesadilla. <laughs> you know, as you know, I know I'm a pretty good cook, so, you know. That nothing... looks
1: like an uncooked quesadilla, not going to lie. It really just looks like a tortilla with cheese in it, like no cook or <laughs> not cooked or anything.
0: No, no, it's warm. I agree I with it. It's warm,
1: a bit. <laughs> Gets the
0: job done, right? Exactly, exactly. I don't you know when I cook. I don't like to mess around with too many ingredients because, you know, I think that's when things go sideways. <laughs> so cheese <laughs> cheese quesadilla, <laughs> two ingredients. Nothing fancy, but, you know, not bad. But, yeah, um, but also, you know, busy week for, for NHL news. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we talked last episode about the, the Lake Tahoe stuff, and that was before they had – uh, the night game, the, the Philly game, which I thought, you know, went well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the first period. I, I had some doubts just because I, the goalie, the, I mean, Tuka Tuka Rask Rask. was clearly the sun when his was in his eyes. Yeah. It's tough. And Is then, it? and then in the second period, it was as if Carter Hart, like just couldn't see the puck, couldn't like track it. And, or I think at least two goals where like he should have had them, but he just never saw it or you know, like only saw it the last minute.
0: Yeah. I mean, usually like outdoor games, like we see, we see bad goals all the time. That's just the reality of playing outside either from cold or glare, the sun, the lighting, it is what it is. Right. Like, I mean, not much right. you can do, you know, it's the sun. <laughs> so it's, it's not going anywhere uh but yeah oh, i thought they exactly. did a great job and you know i think yeah from a viewer perspective i think it went a lot better than like like even like other outdoor games like when you watch them on tv like they're not great viewing just because like you know it, it doesn't look that great they can't put cameras in the the same sort of areas this one at least with no fans they can just put cameras like everywhere get some really cool shots of the entire event so i thought it was fantastic uh and love yeah. that
1: yeah i definitely agree yeah i yeah. thought very cool um yeah i we already went over this i i just think it was so cool that they took this initiative um really after that it's like it it went horribly wrong at first but you know want to know what just the fact that they made the effort to make it happen in the first place i i was impressed
0: yeah me too and like I think they said like this isn't something they plan on doing in the future, like outdoor games without fans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I think is unfortunate because I think you know a lot of like the best locations for outdoor games you, you can't do with fans.
1: I mean, there goes your Alaska hypo- like hypothetical scenario. Yeah,
0: there's Alaska. I've seen like a bunch of other places thrown out that would be really cool, mm-hmm. um, but I like I get why they won't do it. But you I know, guess we'll
1: it- we'll just have to go back to the Globe Arena in Sweden.
0: Yeah, yeah, and for now we'll we'll always remember, you know, what was you know that weekend in Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Just just beautiful. Uh but the main story this week in the NHL uh is the Artemi Panarin situation. Um obviously uh you know very scary situation, very bizarre. Uh what were your thoughts on the whole Thing Actually, give a brief summary just for, for the listeners. Too. All right.
1: All right. This it, is actually convenient because I just came out of my sports law class and we actually talked about this. So we'll, 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 go, we'll go nice and deep uh, for, for the listeners. Um, all right. So Panarin takes a leave of absence from the Rangers uh, to kind of deal with some personal issues. The, the context is, earlier in January, he posts a photo on Instagram, hashtags in support of the main opposition in Russia, whom I cannot pronounce the name, unfortunately. Um, and, and,
0: and just to be clear, like, he's been outspoken against Russia's current yeah. government in the past.
1: Yeah, and exactly. One
0: of like the, like the only NHL, really, that has been.
1: Exactly. Uh, although Radulov allegedly liked that post and then removed the like, not really sure what, what happened there, but so, so he makes this post. And then I think in this past week, uh, kind of accusations uh, like come to the surface about him allegedly, I mean, committing domestic violence on an 18-year-old woman in 2011. In Latvia. Yeah. I mean, obviously not an ideal situation for Panarin. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of speculation that Putin's involved in this whole like ordeal. Um, I mean, this really just traces back to the, the rivalry that I think the KHL and the NHL have, like, it's one thing for, for the NHL to get the world's best players Some another thing for them to get Russia's best players. And I think that the KHL is very, like, I mean, if they they're not really like they wish they could keep those russian superstars at least they don't need the other superstars but at least the russian ones yeah and i mean panarin obviously came over to the nhl much older than most other russians um which is is a very interesting situation um like the khl has nothing to lose in this like i say khl but it's basically like russia is as a whole it's a very murky situation we don't really know what's going on
0: yeah like it's really difficult like the accusations are coming from a a former coach of his right who is a known you know very much supporter of the the putin government in russia
1: yeah and and just to clarify the the rangers did issue a statement like basically saying that panarin has their full support that he can do his own thing and um I think they even said that they did not believe in the accusations. I could be yeah, wrong. The, yeah, yeah. No,
0: they said they didn't believe in the accusations, I, and I believe exactly. And I could be wrong on this, but I also saw. I think someone from the the hotel in Latvia denied that an incident had occurred. That's um, great. Which, um,
1: and and the other thing is, I'm pretty sure like Panarin's entire family's in Russia right now, um, so y- you can't blame him for wanting some time off. Yeah. Like it's just,
0: it's just really not a great situation and it's tough. Cause obviously, you know, with, with something like this, like you never want to take accusations lightly, obviously. Um, but it's just so murky with so few details and so many other, you know, motives and factors that come into play that it's really hard to, to pin anything down until, you know, more details.
1: Yeah. And so, so there's a few key components that I mean, obviously, if he didn't do it, all is good. But, I mean, if he did do it, there's a lot of implications attached to it. In 2011, Panarin wasn't drafted in the NHL, was not under the NHL PA, had nothing to do with the NHL. So you can't really compare this situation. If he did indeed do it and he's found guilty, you can't compare the situation to Slava Voynov's situation because he was fully in the league when it happened. And a reminder to the listeners and everyone out there, Stavovoyanov got 41 games uh, for domestic violence. Obviously, Panarin's a bigger name and a bigger market. Um, It's going to be interesting. to. This is all hypothetical, obviously, if he actually did do it. And just the fact that the Rangers came out and said that he didn't do it, it makes me very confident he, in fact, did not uh, commit the the crime or like whatever you want to call it. um. So it, there's a, it's a very interesting situation if he did actually do it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so complicated and just kind of out of nowhere and not really sure really what to make of it at this point.
1: No, it's, I, I don't even know if he's going back to Russia. I have no idea. No, no that.
0: idea. Right. Um, Cause it's like,
1: yeah. He probably has the PJ to go there anyways. Uh, it's it's going to be, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about the actual, like, what he did. Like, I, I really, as I said, the Rangers issuing that is, is a fairly strong statement against the yeah. accusations. That being said, even if he is, like, completely innocent and everything, how long is he going to be out?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to revolve quickly. Like, it's like, it, it, you know, if, it, if, it, if, you know, you find like, like conclusive evidence that he, you know, he did it or there was some sort of incident, you know, suspend it. Right. It's handled. But then if it turns out he hasn't, then it's, you know, yeah. When does he come back? You know, is there, you know, is, is he afraid for, you know, his, you know, well-being or his family's well-being? uh, really unclear. And it, but like my guess, it doesn't seem like it's, it's going to be
1: resolved immediately. No, like, and especially given where the Rangers are in the standings, uh, which is very far away from my original prediction. Yeah. um, There, there's very little incentive to come back. Um, I, I don't know what's up with his, his, his salary. Like what, what happens to that? Uh, but, he, but let's face it, he can he can probably afford it.
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking, it reminded me of like uh, in the NBA, Inez Kanter, who is uh, Turkish, but he's been very, you know, it's spoken against the, the Turkish regime there. And he's now, you know, a wanted man in Turkey, so he can't go back.
1: I mean, there um, was, I, I remember when, because he plays for the Celtics, right? uh yeah no it was yeah it was and when when he, there there was like people were unsure if he was going to be able to come play in Canada the Raptors in Toronto because yeah. of that situation like I I obviously I think the the that's not going to be an issue for Panarin like that's not going to be an but it's it's terrifying like
0: yeah it's very serious stuff between yeah everything yeah. involved and it's really not great for for anyone exactly but you know hopefully he gets back soon i don't think he will but um hopefully yeah it gets cleared up uh in the next little while
1: yeah the sooner the the sooner the better especially for my predictions i mean uh, it's not going well at all but it is what it is uh But you just – you never like to see this happen. Um, As much as politics and sports will always be entwined, this is not the way you want it to be.
0: No, definitely not. Um, I'll leave that there. Obviously, we'll talk about it next episode if anything else comes up. But for now, we'll move on uh, to the other piece uh, of news uh, from around the league, which is the Montreal Canadiens. After uh, a loss last night, have fired Claude Julien and uh, Kirk Muller. You're obviously from Quebec, um. So love to hear your thoughts on the whole thing, because I know you have a lot of friends and stuff who are Habs fans and things like that.
1: Yeah, um, I, I woke up to a text from my dad. Actually, it was oh, uh, your dad?
0: Yeah, best sports takes.
1: Yeah, my dad. We'll have to get him on sometime. Um, he. he 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 sent me the tweet in the morning. I obviously I didn't wake up till like 10 a.m. and I th- think it happened at like 9:30 or, or it was 9 a.m. and it happened at 8:30 something yeah, like I was, that. I wasn't it really doesn't matter. But his point is, I I woke up to the news and I was kind of like, holy, you know, like I did not like expect this. Um. So give a little context. Montreal has like a fiery start to the season and then red hot
0: the team to beat in the north playing some great hockey juggernaut
1: people were calling them and then and then two wins in the past eight games yeah um that's not a playoff team uh you lose three times to ottawa that's just flat out embarrassing on par for the canadians who got swept by the red wings last season Not great. Not great. Um, and actually we, we, we have a, we have a good story about Dominic Ducharme. Um, Oh yes. Going, going to training camp. That was fun. But, uh, you know, they, they, they bring in Dominic Ducharme as head coach, who I thought, I, I love the move. I'm a big, big fan of his coaching. Um, we'll, we'll get into his speaking in, in just a minute. Um, and then Alex Burrows, as, as an assistant coach, I I, I love that. Uh, I think he's been a great role model in, in Laval for younger guys. And it, it's just really cool to see him get, get that nod and get called up to the majors.
0: Yeah. Now, my question is, uh, well, first of all, do you think that this move is going to help fix some of the problems Montreal's had over the last couple weeks?
1: I mean... Mark Bergeron definitely thinks so. Yeah, um, like, like the thing. I, we- it, it, it's a really tough. I think it's gonna. Um, I I'm I'm thinking that the power play is gonna improve a lot. Well, can't get worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I watched
0: that game yesterday.
1: Exactly. It, it legitimately cannot get worse. I mean, you can't do anything about price. Price is playing like a poo um it's some things you can't but I I watched some of Mark Bergeron's press conference the questions got a little too dumb for for my liking so I turned it off but he said something really that, that kind of resonated with me is you you, you picture a parent mm. and it's and, and their kid and the parent always tells the kid not to do something but the kid still does it because it's just the parent telling them. But then you get a stranger to come in and tell the, the kid not to do that thing, and the kid immediately stops. So th- there's that kind of dynamic where you're getting this new person to come in and give the orders. is may- Maybe it's going to force everyone to snap into place or kind of rethink what they're doing. Um, another thing that was brought up during the press conference is Montreal is the second most penalized team in the league. Yeah. That's not ideal when your penalty kill just isn't that good. Um, it's, that is going to be an interesting thing to watch, I think, um, because there were so many dumb penalties in last night's game. Um, and uh, You said you watched. You certainly saw those, but the, uh, you just need a fresh, fresh face. I think Julian's record in Montreal was not great it's, it was you know, time for a change. And you, in, in, in the 56 game season, you can't wait to make a change, right? If if, if, you, if, if you're, you're thinking of making a change, change.
0: you yeah, have to make it right. The thing for me is like at the start of the year, a lot of things were going right for them that weren't going to be sustainable. Right. And you knew that. And now it just seems like everything's going wrong and it's like, they're not this bad and they're not that good. They're somewhere in the middle. Right. And the, like the underlying numbers for Montreal still say they're a pretty good team, right? They're just kind of underperforming a bit. And at the start, it was, you know, the opposite. They're playing fine. And it was just overperforming. Um, And it's just, it's tough for, for a coach when stuff like this happens. Uh, if they, but if they win last night, right. Then he's probably still the coach of the Montreal Canadiens.
1: 100%. Um... Right.
0: Which comes then back to that goalie interference call
1: in the third period. I think you already know my opinion and we have not even discussed this yet.
0: Yeah. I know you don't like it. Uh, I think it was the right call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, How I, I don't, I don't get how Gallagher has time to reset. He was, he wasn't even facing the play for the record. All right. He falls. He's not even facing the play has time to get up, reset and tip the puck midair. But Murray's like lost and can't find like it just Yo, here's a here's a thing, here. thing for me it just doesn't it, make sense to me, and for the record, Gallagher wasn't trying to instigate contact he got pushed into the goalie I, I don't think it was very, enough of a push that, exactly it was a very murky like like you're, obviously you're, it, i i think it was a fifty fifty call yeah I, I think it think is a
0: fifty fifty call it's a 50-50.
1: But, another ref would have allowed the goal this one decided it wasn't a good goal that's just well, that's the like that's
0: the way the NHL is with these things, right? I if I was in that spot, I would have made the same call. And my thinking is, okay, so he hits Murray, right? But then when the shot, like after Murray's like gone all the way around, right? Uh, Gallagher's skate comes and hits his stick too, right? Like, that's that's an, and that's that's an unforced point of contact. That's another thing, right? And it's small, but it happened. And then I was talking with uh, Sully, my roommate or former intermural goalie. And he's telling – and, you know, I'm watching this with him. He agreed with the call, and he said, when you spin around like that, it is so hard to find the puck because you're constantly tracking it and you just get so disoriented. So he agreed with the call. I agreed with the call. All the Habs fans I know disagreed with the call.
1: Okay, well, here's the thing, though. Um, th- this goal doesn't get allowed, and I go back to Joe Thornton's goal – I can't remember who they were playing. It was like last week. He pushes the puck into the net. That one was no goal. And he gets no goal. Yeah. And I personally thought that was such a good goal. That was at the end of a period. Yeah, I thought that was no goal. Really? But he pushes he he's pushing on the puck. Yeah, he's pushing on the pad, but he's pushing the
0: puck and the pad into the net. Like you can't, like, you can't for, so I get like that one. I'm also saying no goal. Uh, there was one Edmonton and Calgary the other day. They, it was very similar to the Thornton one. They did rule it a goal. Uh, I also thought that one should have been no goal.
1: No. And point is, I think there's so much inconsistency around the league. It's okay to have like one or two calls to be like ref, like specific. But I think there's still like an issue about getting on the same page about goalie interference.
0: Oh yeah. It's always going to be an issue. Like what? It's always going to be an issue, but I agree with that call. I agree with the Thornton one. Um, I disagree with the Edmonton one, but it didn't matter. Cause you know, Calgary stinks and they got blown out. Exactly.
1: I mean, it's right.
0: Like there's some too. And there was one a couple of years ago, similar thing to the one last night on carry price that was disallowed too, for the exact same reason where there was contact and price had like five seconds to recover and didn't recover. And that one didn't count either. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's the thing, like they're bad calls and it sucks when it happens to your team, but it happens for everyone at some it's, point.
1: It's just the I, I think there there's so much more to this particular decision because Montreal's on game number eight. They've lost two in the past... they've won two in the past seven, you know? And you were you were down three nothing or three one. I can't remember exactly the what what it was, but you know, and you come back in the game and this is like the last second of the third period and you just scored. It's, and then you think about the fact that Julian got fired for that. Well, not for that specifically, but I I agree with you that they win that game. He doesn't get fired. But that's the thing though, is like, if management disagreed with that call, then
0: they wouldn't have fired him. Right. Like,
1: I, but I think there 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 was so much more wrong. I just think it's so much harder to fire a guy after a win. I honestly cannot even think of a time when it was done. Gerard Glant. Vegas. Yeah, they were on a massive win streak. Actually, I think Boudreau was too. I I I'm not a huge Pete DeBoer fan, so I never got that. But Gerard well, J- maybe- Glent's still looking for a job, which is what. Is Lindy Ruff gets a job in New Jersey? Of Gerard Gallant, who's just collecting unemployment at this point.
0: Yeah, it's you know same coaches, different places all the time. It is what it is. Someone's gonna hire Claude Julian. Someone's gonna hire Gerard yeah. Gallant eventually.
1: I mean, Claude Julian's wedded. One time, two time. One time.
0: I think one time. One
1: time, Cup champ. Made the final twice, though. Yeah, they lost to Chicago.
0: Yeah couple goes in but yeah it's tough hopefully you know Montreal can turn it around new coach
1: yeah it's it's going to be a really interesting to to see and I I anyways our little Dominique Ducharme uh bit was so team Canada um junior so for the world juniors when they were in Buffalo I think this was 2018 three um, yeah, three years ago yeah yeah they 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 had their kind of um, training camp in San Catharines at the Meridian Center, where basically where we go to school. So we we went to a practice and Dominique Ducharme's out here giving instructions on the ice in what can only be assumed was English. Um, and and just you can tell the players have no idea what's going on. No, it took them it, so it was It was gibberish. Like, this guy was speaking, and nobody in the entire arena could understand. Well, it's Bob McKenzie so, was like, so. It, no way Bob McKenzie understands what was going on. Like, it makes no sense. Well, yeah, and I'm there
0: with you. You speak French. And I'm like, no, like, is he speaking French? And you're like, no. And I was like, well, this isn't English. And I'm like, and all the players look lost, and he keeps blowing, you know, Dominic Deschardins <laughs> keeps blowing the whistle. Because players keep messing up the drills because they don't know what's going on because they didn't understand the
1: instructions. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he asked them at one point, like, does everyone understand? And obviously you're not going to say no. Yeah. Right? Like as a player, like on that team, you're not going to say no. You're not going to be that guy. And you just don't understand what's going on.
0: No, if I'm a player on that team, I just get to the back of the line and hope I figure it out by the time I get to the front.
1: Exactly. And you hope the first guy knows approximately what he's doing. Yeah, you just figured it out once you got there, but I was... And his press conferences were, like, oh, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's improved a lot since, but that, that was always etched for me, it is just sheer incomprehension about... <laughs> well, that's the thing, him. like,
0: it's fine, like, because it's, it's English, but he's got a thick French accent, right? So it's, like, fine, because he can speak, you know, French with the French players... And, like, the English players will
1: probably figure it out eventually, right? His his French is, like, a heavy, Fr- like, Quebec accent. Like, it's... The worst, I know. Like, like the the most extreme extremes. Like, it's insane.
0: Yeah, but then, like, what if you're a guy on the team who doesn't speak great English or French? Like, let's say you're, like, Romanov.
1: How is that going to go for you? Y- you hope Luke Richardson is a good enough translator for you because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just seems unfair to him you know he's like here here's a little russian kid who can barely speak english let's give him a coach who just cannot speak period yeah it's a bold strategy we'll see if it pays off for them uh let we'll see if it pays off indeed they have winnipeg coming up so that'll be a very very interesting test with overrated connor hellebuck not overrated fantastic goalie um that is fact
0: uh but with, yeah, Montreal's drop off, though, like that North Division, very, very tight now. Right. Like, obviously, like Winnipeg or like Vancouver is like, nah, we're not in it. And Ottawa was never in it. And Toronto's like, all right, I guess we'll go f- take first place. And then everyone else is just, you know, fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> for those that's just the way it's shaping up. Like, think, like, as bad as, you know, Montreal has been recently, like, Vancouver
1: can't seem to hold a lead,
0: no matter how big it is.
1: Yeah. That's that's very concerning yeah um yeah that's that's an entire other discussion but um we should talk about the panthers before the end of the podcast
0: yeah i we'll talking about to talk about them here um two games they just finished uh like 20 minutes ago uh they lost three nothing to dallas they won the first game 3-1 uh what are
1: your thoughts from these first these two games versus dallas they play them again tomorrow i mean In both games, I found that the Panthers were just flat out the better hockey team on the ice, like, by far, like, dominating play. And I really am, like, they had so many chances tonight and the puck just didn't go in. Yeah. That's honestly, like, you just have some of those games where the ice isn't tilted in your favor. Um, You get a goalie who somehow is stopping the pucks, there, there were shots that I thought there was no way Kudobin could save, and somehow he saved them in the least elegant, like. Fashion yeah, he either
0: possibly. saves them or they miss or they don't get. Them. Like, it's tough because the first game, like even the first game, it's three one they win, so you're happy, but it's like they should have won by way more.
1: Yeah, right? like like shots were just incredible. Well, they, they franchise like,
0: record for shots in a period twenty nine exactly so you gotta be doing something right there and then today again threw a lot of pucks on godobin no dice um uh, just out of curiosity though i did pull up i did this the other day they won 3-1 and i didn't catch all the game because i was busy with some stuff so i watched like a couple of the periods um but i think i went on money puck it's a great website big shout out uh and they have like their deserved to win meter right and i think the panthers deserved win it was like the 80 percent right yeah. So they should win that game 80% of the time out of 500 simulations. Today's game, they were at
1: 86%. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 is, that is hockey, though. You cannot deny that. And I'll never be upset about it. Like, well, yeah, obviously, I'm a little upset. Like, it kind of really sucks. But I'll always remember that's the nature of the game of hockey. And that's what makes it so thrilling and so exciting is you can do everything right but you can still lose and that's just hockey yeah that's just hockey you're
0: gonna lose some even when you play great um and it's good too because like the panthers haven't lost you know a lot of games this year right but when they have lost games like they've been games where they've been probably the better team for most of them yeah right like this loss to dallas like they should won the game which is like yeah it sucks you don't win but at least it's like all right like there's no you're like, you're feeling good about your game still, at least. Right. And you're like, if we keep doing this, the results are going to come.
1: Exactly. I definitely think that, I mean, if I were in the Panther locker room right now, I would not be like holding my head down or anything. No. And I'm sure that's likely. That's an unbelievable effort, unbelievable effort. And I mean, just didn't get them tonight. That's just what it is. And I'm I'm sure that's what, what coach Q was, has been probably told them is, it happens. It happens.
0: Yeah. Like it 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 it's tough because it's like it's more fr- like it's so frustrating when you lose when you know you deserve to win. Right. Like it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's like, damn, we should have had that, right? You know, we we played great, we just didn't get the results, right? And then but then when you exactly. when you lose and you don't deserve to win, you're like, Well, we just didn't play well, right? You're not as upset. But like it should be the opposite. Like you should be more upset when you don't play well and you lose versus when you do and you get the loss
1: exactly i mean yeah that's that's perfectly said it's
0: so i mean overall like yeah okay two games against dallas you split them the third one goes tomorrow uh if i'm the panthers though, i'm not trying to change too much here no not at all no i'm just saying you know what like we're gonna go out and we're just gonna do what we did last time and they're, they're gonna start to go in for us they you know you can't be that snake bit as a no, team
1: exactly Exactly.
0: Right, like, so the, the results are going to come. They're in a good spot, um, and you know, and that, like Dallas is a good team too. You come out, you, you get two wins versus Dallas, right? And they you be very, very happy with that. Um,
1: yeah. No, I honestly, you, you've, you've, um, you've proved, and obviously the league isn't going to like be aware of this just because it's the Panthers but you've proved that you can play with the best like the Dallas literally made the Stanley Cup final last year
0: yeah no I know like uh, just so much disrespect to the Panthers
1: so much disrespect. like uh, like
0: we're in our like our fantasy league like I've, I've Jonathan Huberto and he was one of my keepers last year I can't keep him this year and I keep trying to like sell people on Huberto right mm-hmm. and no one seems to care that he's so good yeah It's so annoying. They're like, oh, like, because they because people aren't watching the team and they don't they don't pay attention
1: and and Huberto was what the underrated player of what like 19 yeah like that that was and then Sean Kuteria got the bow um you know Barkov for a while. But for some reason, Huberto's back to being it, And it's like, we've already gone over this. Why can't people, like, just understand that he's a really, really good hockey player? Yeah,
0: he's a top player in this league. And they're just no respect for, from around the league, uh, which is really such a shame. Um, but, you know, it uh, th- doesn't bother me too much. because You know, it's, like, great, like, keep – Keep forgetting about the Panthers. Keep sleeping on the Panthers. You know, they'll just sneak up on you. And they'll, they'll come in. They'll grab two points and get out of there. Exactly. <laughs> so ho- hopefully they can keep the momentum going. Grab some more points tomorrow against Dallas. Looking forward to that one. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that does it for this episode. Uh, and we'll be back, uh, I guess, on Monday. Uh, with a brand new episode uh, where we talk about whatever is new in the league. We'll find out no plan as usual. Um, But thank you to everyone tuning in to this week's episode Uh, and we'll be back on Monday. So we'll see you all then. Going to get a step on Metis.